Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. And this is the WEI producer show right here on Boston Sports Original WEI. Shime and Garvin with you this morning. No Lanny today, just yeah. the two of us. Uh, Lanny needed uh, a week off after all the yelling we've been doing the last couple weeks. I'm so taking a long nap today. <laughs> Good for Lanny. After he deserves I wake it. up, I'm going to go take a snooze. Probably, uh, probably hanging out with his kid today. Yeah, I could use a snooze too, but yeah. instead, I'll be heading down to. Uh, to I don't Brockton. hang out with my kid enough. You're, I'm sorry, you're going to Brockton. Yeah, I get to go to Brockton today. Uh, Coach Wiggins has a game today at noon. Uh-huh. Uh, we're doing a little tailgate before the game. Yeah. Ten thirty. Got all kinds of food. My brother's making a ton of barbecue. We got Cape Cod pizza. The Wahlburgers truck is going to be there. It's going to be a time. Has the be team? Time. I haven't been keeping up with the high school football scene in Massachusetts. So I got to tell you, there's, there's a lot going on. So so how how is the team good right um what not so great they're like equal with the don't Patriots. roll back don't I mean I I know Wiggy's your guy and, you he know is. but you can be objective if he's doing well mm-hmm. I mean I I want to hear about mm-hmm. it. they're two and five let's leave it out let's you know no, the Patriots we're, no, no, we're no, gonna no, get Wig- to the Patriots Dolphins yep. big squish the fish yeah they're off to Miami leaving today Brockton yeah Brockton's two and five Brock tough day tough day for Wiggy. Brockton's two and five. Yeah, it's okay. not great. This is more like a save the coach's job rally that's, than it is a tailgate, oh, I think. That, that's but uncomfortable. Yeah, it's okay though. You know, it'll be fun. I got my Brockton sweatshirt on. I'm oh, good. excited. I'm in I'm in the school that, spirit. That'll that'll do it. Yeah, I'm sure I think that's gonna be the thing. I'll be on the sidelines if he needs any help. Yeah, we'll be fine. It, it'll Are you be holding cards time. up? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna hold the signs up. Michigan's probably gonna Big come stealing. Green stop sign. What could this mean? <laughs> Ariana Grande. <laughs> and the number four. <laughs> But it's crooked. Everybody knows it's going to be a pass play. Of course. It's fine. Let's see. I hear I was thinking that football was complicated. All you need is some good sweatshirts and, and wall burgers, you said? Yes. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Well, then, good. Go go down and, and say hi to the guys where I will definitely not be in attendance. That's fine. That's you go home and take a nap. I, I, I'll go enjoy some high school football. That sounds awesome. It's going to be a beautiful day out today, too. For the first time in forever, we, we get a nice get these, Saturday. Yeah, we never get these nice Saturdays. Normally, it's show. gloomy and rainy when we get in here. And the today, leaves coming off the trees uh, really bumps me out, though. I don't like it. Really? You're not a fall no, guy? I'm not a 
ball guy. We have this conversation, and we're going to have this conversation every week. Because uh, you and Lanny are going to sit there, oh, this is the best weather. Oh, it's fat guy husky weather. Guys. It's perfect, yeah. You know, it's, it's vest weather. You don't it's have to be nice. You don't have to call it Pumpkin lager weather. No, I don't like it. The leaves get everywhere. I like the nice green trees and the warm weather. No, this this blows. I'm over it. Understand. I'm ready for summer. Well, you want you want to know where it's still warm? Where is that? That's Miami, where the Patriots are headed. Oh, good. You like that? Same yeah, way. I like Look that. that. Uh, the New England Patriots are heading to Miami uh, this weekend. Take on the Dolphins. The second matchup with the Dolphins. Last time you lost was at twenty four seventeen. I believe was the final score there. Uh, so that game would have gone under. By the way, if you're if you're keeping track, uh, Miami's currently a nine and a half point favorite in the game. Ryan, just heading into Sunday, kind of where are your feelings right now with this team? Big win last week against the Bills. We haven't even had a chance to discuss that. So you get that massive win against the Bills. Everybody's riding high, feeling confident. Where are you heading into this game on Sunday? In a season full of oddities in really what has just been, I guess you could say, unprecedented times. If you're a young Patriots fan within the last 20 years, the uh, previous four have been unlike anything that you're probably used to. I know it's unlike anything uh, that I'm used to. This has really been one of the weirder weeks that I can remember. So, We spent a good portion of last week's show, if not all of it, talking about what the future is going to look like because there's no way they're going to beat the Buffalo Bills and, you know, the trade deadline. I thought they might lose by 30. Absolutely. And I don't think you would have been crazy to think that based on how this team has played and historically what Josh Allen, the Josh Allen-led Buffalo Bills, have been able to do against the Patriots. I don't think any of that's ridiculous at all. And then Sunday, (laughs) Sunday I wake up and I'm... Making myself some breakfast, some eggs, some ham. Oh, it sounds like a healthy oh, breakfast. it's delicious. You don't crack the yolks either, and then you use the bread to sop up the yolk. It's delicious. And I'm looking over at uh, NFL Network, and I see at the bottom of the screen, uh, Bill Belichick has, has signed a lucrative new contract deal. I'm like, did I? Like, what, what is this a reference lucrative to? Lucrative and long-term. I could not understand that report, Shime, and I sent it to my show, Chad, the Jones and Mego with Arcan Show, just to see. I'm like, let's gauge the reaction. As I'm like frantically like, did I miss something? It's very possible that I missed something. It happens all the time. Yep. No, that Pretty was new. On. That was new. Um, and then, so that's how the week started. Is Bill Belichick's back. He did such a bang-up job last year. You know, let's forget all the tank talk. Forget the whole we're on to 2024. Forget the Dolphins. Bill Belichick is back. Okay, great. So then you fast forward to where we are this week. And the question that I I found very interesting uh, based on what the uh, audience was saying is where this game will leave you if they win. So think about, again, think about everything that we were talking about last week. We were talking about prospects, quarterbacks, college football, high draft picks. May. Moving on from guys, Bo Nix, Caleb Williams, whoever you got. If you want Marvin uh, Harrison Jr. or, right, the, the receiver? Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. Ohio State. All these things could be yours, Patriots fans, because you're going to get one of those top picks. And now we're in this weird territory of, well, if they win, they're 3-1 and in the division. Well, if they win, the playoffs could still be a possibility. If they win, Bill Belichick and Mac Jones might be saved and this thing might work out. And I, you know, you know me, I'm the eternal optimist. Uh, I don't see it. (laughs) <laughs> I don't understand it. Like, guys, 
Did we just forget the first four weeks Thank of you. this season? Yes. Look, Mac Jones. Four weeks. Try the first six weeks. And you can go back to last year. And I really, I, I want to sink my teeth into the, the Bill Belichick stuff. But you asked me about the Dolphins. And I, I'm just kind of shaking my head going like, okay, that Bills win was nice. Yep. Bad teams. A lot of fun. Beat good teams in football. It they happens do. every single the year. The Urban Meyer Jaguars beat Josh Allen and the Bills. The Matt Patricia Lions beat the Patriots the year they won the Super Bowl. Yep, like, that happened. It's not unheard of. That's why they play the games any given Sunday, right? And I really, like, I admire the optimism. I think it's a bit fraudulent. You know, the, the, this team was dead in the water. There was no shot. They played the Bills well. I will give them credit for that. They did. They played really well. You move Mike Owenu, who Bill Belichick is not going to pay, by the way. Nope. Uh, you can go see my list of how. Especially as a tackle. Ten ways. He's not going to pay him as a tackle. Bill Belichick effed up the New England Patriots, and one of the items, I believe it was number six, was not identifying your diamonds in the rough and valuing them enough to bring them back. And Mike Owenu is absolutely going to be one of those guys who is a sixth-round draft pick and has played admirably since he's been here at basically every position minus center. You move him to right tackle. Holy smokes, Mac Jones has time to sit there and throw the football around. Shine, that offense looks competent. It's amazing what you can do if you give your quarterback time to throw. But is that sustainable? No. And so here's I don't it, think so either. Here's here's my thing too. Is it's I, I think we're just we're prone to overreaction, right? First six weeks, you get blown out twice, once by the Cowboys, once by the Saints. Everybody's like, all right, the season's over. We want the number one overall pick. We're just gonna tank super hard. Uh Vegas moves your win total down to four and a half. Ooh. You're you're you know, you're one and five, and your win total is now four and a half. Then you come out. You have a really good game, and you beat a good football team in the Buffalo Bills, who are probably going to be a playoff team and at least make some noise, if not win around in the playoffs. And you played really well in the game. And so now everybody thinks you can like make a run back at the playoffs. No, no, no. Let's let's meet in the middle here. You are somewhere, as Devin McCourty said on the Greg Hill Show this week, somewhere between six and ten wins. Like it's more so probably between six and nine. Uh, and, and and my guess is right around seven. Right, like to me, this feels just like a seven-win team because when they're when they're clicking, they're pretty good. But I think schematically, too, a lot of people aren't kind of recognizing the advantages you had against the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills just like to play a lot of deep zone, two high safeties. They like to they don't like to press the receivers. It allowed for a lot of those quick slants. And it's kind of the opposite of how I think you're supposed to play this Patriots team, which is load the middle of the field and let Mac Jones throw down the sidelines. Because if you clog up anywhere from zero to 10 yards, it's going to be very difficult for Mac Jones because he is very good zero to 10 yards. Anything beyond 10 yards, it gets more and more iffy. 10 to 20, he's okay. He's not great. Once you get past 20, it's, it's, it is uh, as big of a coin toss as it gets. And so what Buffalo does is they just sit back in zone and they just let you take your little plays, and that's exactly what the Patriots did. Everybody's like, oh, the offensive line played great. They really didn't play great. I think Jones even said on your show, in the Raiders game, they played better. They did. They allowed an 18% pressure rate in the Raiders game where it was like close to 32%, 34% in this Bills game. And But what people weren't recognizing, what I was trying to get people to understand is, Mac Jones led the league this week in time to throw. That is not because his offensive line was bad. That's because Bill O'Brien schemed it that way. It was the ball is out. Snap, 
You get back into your final, whether it's a three-step drop, five-step drop, you hit that back foot, ball is out. There is, there's no reads. There's no progressions. There's no uh, deep routes down the field. It's all ball is out within five, ten yards of the line of scrimmage. And a lot of the times, swing passes to the right, screens, more swing passes. Like uh, You look at the final drive. You got 40 yards and a swing pass to Ramondre Stevenson. The pass was in the backfield, and he got 40 yards. And he broke some so, tackles and, and made a play. Yeah. It's Exactly. And, and I got to say, Ramondre looked like normal Ramondre this week, which is something we haven't seen in six, seven weeks of football, which I thought was was promising. Again, the offensive line was good. They weren't great by any means. They were like a B, B minus. They weren't amazing. They but weren't this A plus that everybody gave them credit again, for. Again, it's the idea that you're going to go out and you're going to scheme things in a way. And well, I was... It's a great game plan by Bill O'Brien. I was incredibly critical of Bill O'Brien because I think Deservedly so. the circumstances of this team had not changed since the season started. You knew what your weapons were. You just had to figure out the best way to utilize your big brain quarterback. And if it's moving on when you to right tackle, if it's, you know what we're not going to do? We're not going to force the ball to Devontae Parker because he's going to alligator arm in anyway. We're not going to find God. reasons. More Jalen Rager, please. Yeah, like the, the idea that Pharaoh Brown can have more of an impact <laughs> with two catches in that game than Devontae Parker has all year really, really bothers me because I thought Devontae Parker was going to be what this offense needed. And it turns out they just can't make it work. It, it makes that Raiders play two weeks ago even more infuriating but you know pop dot and look i understand pop was hurt last week but my god like he was great the, he, in this game but those are the kinds of guys that you know you need the guys with the wiggle you need the guys the mac put jones the ball on his hit and they find did a great five job yards of- down the field and let him make plays and that's not just like a mac jones thing like he needs literally any quarterback in football was like i would love one of those quick twitch guys that are going to make a guy miss and rip off something you know 15 yards down the field after they catch it and that was something that this offense was had no uh, want or reason to get into the third down back, which we were yelling at each other about uh, weeks ago, ended up being another reason why they were able to beat the Buffalo Bills. But now you jump forward and you go, okay, well, can this work? I don't think it can. I, you know, I would love to be optimistic. And I think for Devin McCourty to say there's somewhere between a six win team and a 10 win team, you're having two incredibly different seasons based on if you're six wins or, <laughs> or 10, 10 wins. wins. Yes. Okay. 100%. 10 wins. And Tommy Kern, my guy, I love Tommy Kern, says the wins are everywhere. The wins are everywhere. Are they? I, well, that's my question is if you're going to go and get a team like Buffalo that is going to scheme a defense to your strengths, of course you're going like to Like, Ryan, beat are you convinced that the, the Patriots can beat a Giants team led by probably Tyrod Taylor and a Wink Martindale defense that's going to blitz the crap out of Mac Jones? No. Exactly. You, so, like, I don't lost, understand how that wins the everywhere. Benefit of the doubt. You lost the benefit of the doubt after the Saints game. You lost the benefit of the doubt after the Raiders game. If 100%. not Dallas, if you jumped off, you know, super early. So, it's all well and good. I'm, I will give them credit. I... I think my biggest takeaway from that Bills game was like, you know what? Next time, weeks down the road, a year from now, we're having the conversation. What was Mac Jones' best win? Blah, blah, blah. Now we can actually point to a win. We can point to a win that, who knows, could be the catalyst for bigger things to come in this season. I just, I don't see it. And I want to get more into Bill Belichick's contract on the other side. And I also feel like, like this, and I'm not like, Obviously, it's not something they're trying to do. But based on where we were last week, I'm telling you, I haven't come off what I want the future of this team to be. And I feel like they're squandering an opportunity to just rip the Band-Aid 
and get some wholesale changes into this organization and do something bigger picture. But it's going to be really difficult if you finish 7-10 and 10 and you're drafting 16th, 17th, 18th. I don't see how that's going to work. 617-779-7937 if you want to go on here on the producer show with Shime and Garvin. 37937 if you want to text in. We're going to get into more of the Patriots as we go along here. We'll get into the Belichick contract thing. We'll get into more of this matchup with Miami, kind of how that looks. And on top of it, I want to get Ryan's thoughts on the Celtics home opener last night. They did get a win. I'll give that mo- give more to you about that here in Trending. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, we're right back to it. The WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Have there been any job responsibility changes for Bill Belichick or any alterations to his power within the organization? Not that I'm aware of, and I would doubt that there would be. I think they're going to ride the way they have. You know, I think what was interesting was the hiring of Bill O'Brien was definitely a Robert Kraft operation. The season ticket holder email that went out and the fact that they were announcing that they were in the midst of negotiations with Gerard Mayo as well, that felt as if those two acts and add in Mayo and it's three, were significant to me in terms of, hey, I'm not just going to stand here and let you do what you want to do personnel-wise. But I don't think it means that they're taking away responsibilities from Bill. Ian was very adamant about using the word new, not extension, new contract. So coupling that with the fact that it's multi-year and my reporting that it will expire in 2024, I'm beginning to think that Bill's contract expired after last year. And it's a two-year deal that takes them to the end. That was Tommy Curran. On with Jones and Mego, correct, Ryan? With yes, you guys sir. on Jones and Mego. Every Thursday uh, at 3.30. Every Thursday, 3.30. Talking about Bill Belichick's contract and the Ian Rappaport report from last Sunday morning saying that Bill Belichick got a long-term and lucrative deal, uh, an extension, I should say, with the New England Patriots 
uh, prior to the season. Uh, we had Rapsheet on to try and clarify some of his comments. And Lucrative multi-year new contract. That so that's that's one of the words uh, Tom harped on there was new contract, not necessarily extension, uh, new contract. So before, I mean, it, leading into this season, we were all kind of questioning how things were going to go. We weren't really sure. There was a lot of debate. Gresh thought this was going to be a 10-7 and 7 team that was going to make the playoffs. I thought it was going to be a five-win team. And yet, Bill Belichick gets a lucrative long-term new contract. Kind of, is that just Robert Kraft being like, yeah, you're going to get Shula's record here, you're going to retire a Patriot? Or what do you make of all this? The layers of this story are, are, are there's so many of them, and I, I don't know where to be, where I should start unpacking how I feel Like, he hasn't this. earned this contract so, over the last four years. Like I said, on Sunday when I saw the report, I couldn't understand what exactly I was seeing and I missed the tail end of the segment where Ian Rappaport said what he said which was this is a lucrative new long-term contract I'm like I'm like I don't get like it's Bill Belichick I know who Bill Belichick is I know who Patriots are I know what contract and new and lucrative I know what the words mean but what exactly am I seeing here am I led to believe that after I just spent an hour on this show on Saturday, after I've spent a week producing radio of of people and callers and, and Patriots fans really saying this is untenable, this can't continue, things need to change, the, the relationship between Mac and Bill is fractured and broken, everything needs a do-over, let's get into the new era, we're on to 2024, you know, Bill could go to Dallas, Bill could go to Chicago, Bill could go to Washington, Arizona, whatever. And then I wake up Sunday, and not only... Are we not talking about the future of the Patriots without Bill Belichick and moving on and severing ties and everything? Oh, no, 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 Shime. Robert Kraft had decided at some point after last season, which, let me think. Last season, good season? No. Last season, bad season? Bad season. Last season, bad season. Okay, yeah, yeah. last season, bad season. You had a defensive coordinator calling plays on offense. I, oh, yes, I I, I can. I, now I'm, I'm starting to remember it all now. It's coming back to you now. Oh, yes, I remember. Oh, well, the dark days, dark days. Mac indeed. was reaching out to people outside the organization. May or may not have been Dan Horlovsky, apparently. Oh, that's, oh my God, <laughs> that's a whole that other can of worms we can get into. Too. It's been a long week. It's been a long, a lot of information and this week. I, I really can't understand. Well, I guess I can understand, but I don't understand why you would look at, at Bill Belichick and the job that he did last year and go, you know what? Uh, this was embarrassing. Uh, everybody was openly questioning the decisions on personnel that you were making going into the season long before the season started, and they were right, and they were right. And uh, how does a two-year sign uh, w- with benefits and uh, a parking spot? Ken, if I let the building uh, and I left it on fire uh, at the end of this year, I got a job, right? I can still come back and, and work here. That's cool. Absolutely. Okay, great. Cool. Shout so out that's to just Ken. how we do it now. You do bad job, you get good money. That's Ooh, incredible. I, I love that. That's what we should all well, strive so that's, for. I mean, you look at it seems to be a pattern. Devontae Parker complained about DeAndre Hopkins coming in, bitched about that a little bit, got more money. Yes. Matt Judon held in, wasn't really practicing, got more money. Yep. Trent Brown wasn't really motivated, wasn't really practicing, Still isn't kind of held in, got money. Why? So it's do less, complain more, get more money. Is that the is that the new mantra in the New England Patriots? Apparently, like do it less, is. get more money. And really, it's the the timeline is the thing that I'm I'm really interested in as far as 
when we were hearing from inside, first it started with a letter about Gerard Mayo and his status. And I've always believed that Gerard Mayo is going to be the successor to this Bill Belichick plan. He's basically said as much. He told uh, the old afternoon show at the Super Bowl that that's like his dream job is he doesn't have to leave his family and he gets to coach. Uh, for a team that that he played on and was successful on, and you know whether you agree with that or not is not the point right now. I'm in the Bill uh, Belich- Bobby Slowick camp that everybody seems to now be on. So. Well, guess what? It doesn't matter what fr- camp you're was, in. Hashtag Shine was first. But well, go ahead. Great because you you can roast all of the marshmallows and weenies in your camp. Nothing's changing, Shine. I know. Because Bill Belichick is going to be back for two more years, and I can't understand it. So when Gerard Mayo and, and Robert Kraft are in cahoots about, well, don't worry, you're going to have your time and all this stuff. And the other thing is the Bill O'Brien aspect of what Tommy Curran said when we just played that song coming back is you would like to hope, and I really, like, I mentioned it last week and I still feel this way, despite the fact that I am trashing Bill Belichick. Like, I don't enjoy it. I don't relish in it in the ways that, you know, I goof on the Miami Heat, which we'll get to in a couple minutes. But I really do admire the job that Bill Belichick has done. I understand. Tom Brady, you want to give Tom Brady all the credit? Fine. I can't really agree with that because I don't think this thing is sustainable without Bill Belichick. And the success that Patriots fans got to witness for 20 years does not happen without this guy as well as Tom Brady. But man... You continue on the way that you've continued acting as if you know everything, not using basic analytics when you're looking at players. And it's just like you don't even have a... And ruining your quarterback, you get to this point where, like, you know what? Like, maybe it is time to move on. Maybe we need a new fresh start in this organization, in this city, in this region of New England. If you're a football fan, maybe it is time. And instead, for whatever reason, the hiring of Bill O'Brien, which I was always led to believe was always like the death nail in the coffin of your head coach when your owner is meddling with uh, with your personnel, especially someone like Bill Belichick, who has say in every single thing that is going on in that building. And your owner seems like he's telling you, no, 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 no. You're not hiring your friends anymore. You got to bring in a guy that knows how to run an offense, and but still hires settle. one of his friends. And they, I think that was the compromise was we'll settle on Bill Belichick because I know him and you know him, and you know we're at loggerheads now, but at least we're kind of confident and we have belief that we know Bill O'Brien and we know what we're going to get with him. And a lot of my issues stem back to that Saban quote that we've brought up before on this show where like, he recognizes the fact that you always need to keep a core group of guys around you, coaches right. you can trust and that you can grow with. They're going to leave. That's okay. You, you keep recycling that group because as you get older and separate, more and more separated for, from the current athletes and the current play of a lot of the sport, like you need other newer fresher minds to kind of keep you tied in and Bill Belichick hasn't done that there's no fresh young minds on on this roster it's all guys that played for him or are friends of his like it's or his kids or friends of uh, or the sons of friends of his yeah it's it's not even he he doesn't even like you need to go you need to branch out of your little bubble and bring in those guys maybe some uh you know uh hard working grinding guy that's the running game coordinator for the 49ers you need to go pluck him out and have get him some more reps and influence because it seems like every apple that's falling off the Shanahan tree right now is having success mm-hmm. so I don't know maybe pick a little bit from that get some other younger guys you got to go find guys like the D'Amico Ryans of the world where you can bring them 
them in and kind of I, I don't I hate the word groom because I think it has a re- weird connot- connotation to it, but like uh, uh, mold guys like that into good NFL coaches. And yeah, are they going to leave and go take head coaching jobs Probably. or better opportunities? Of course, but that's the cycle and nature of the sport. You have to be willing and able to continue to grow with that and and, and continue to bring in new people and new ideas and fresh faces and. Objectively, I wouldn't know, but when you're in your field and you've been in your field for virtually your entire life and you have had just incredible success, like unmeasured by any of your peers and colleagues in football, it would take an incredible amount of self-awareness to step back and go, I don't have all the answers. In fact, I could almost understand after 20 years of the way I've been doing it has worked and nobody has done it as well as I have. It would be very difficult to be like, well, now let's change it. You, now I know it's the time to change because it's not working after one season. It's not working after two seasons, three seasons. Like, you will be set in your ways to a point, which is why it would take a bigger person, clearly, than Bill Belichick to step back and go, okay, I need to uh, refine myself. I need to grow as a coach, I need to start understanding the things or trying to understand the things and relying on people that I might not necessarily rely on and understand the things that I haven't been willing to embrace. And you fast forward to now, and what I was saying going into that last break is I feel like there is this wonderful opportunity where even though I like Mac Jones and I, I like Bill Belichick and I will always like hold him to a higher standard, to me he is the best coach in, in, in NFL history. But as it stands right now, in the way things have gone the last three years, I don't think that what we're seeing right now is this team, it, and not just like the Buffalo game, but like is the organization, is the New England Patriots. I think it really is more like, hmm, I don't know, the last three years. Like this is what they have been, which is mediocre on their best day and horrendous on their worst day. And you have this great opportunity to make some changes. But, man, oh, man, if you're going to, like, go out there and, and they, they do end up winning seven games, eight games, and we're going to run it back, like, you, know, for, you know, forget the draft pick. If they have the second pick in the draft, Shime, the third pick in the draft, like, I would love to give Bill, Be- Bill Belichick the benefit of the doubt and go, okay, there's an obvious pick there. There is a stud quarterback, stud wide Drake receiver. May is sitting right there. There is somebody right there. da 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 the New England Patriots have traded out of... Damn it! No! Not again! So why would I... It's the same thing. Like, you know, Dalvin Cook's upset about his contract. DeAndre Hopkins is upset. A so-and-so wide receiver wants a Chase Claypool. Like, at some point, I'm Charlie Brown, and he's Lucy pulling the football away from me. I'm not going to go kick it this time because I know what's going to happen. So... As of right now, I look, I will always love Bill Belichick, but as I am living through this era of Patriots football, I can't understand why Robert Kraft, in his infinite wisdom, decided, let's run it back. Two more years of this crap. Great. You could have moved on. You had an opportunity. If Thomas Dimitrov is like, well, he'd get all these opportunities all over the place, then you trade him. You move on, and you set a new standard for Patriots football because this ain't it. And if you want to sit there and say, this is who they can be, 
Good luck. I think we're going to have two entirely different outlooks on how this season is going to go. 617-779-7937 if you want to get on here on the producer show. 37937 if you want to text in. And I think this is one of the issues right now with a lot of Patriots fans because you look at the text line here from the uh, 413. You're right, Shime. We should fire Belichick and get Matt Eberflus. That's the ticket. That's not what we're saying. Like, it's it's hard because, like, I'm okay with Belichick retaining his job and continuing, but there needs to be some form of change, whether it's he he brings in someone like a Nick Casario, like a Scott Pioli that he's had in in previous years to help him draft, or whether it's, uh, you know, finding a young upstart offensive coordinator to really spice up things on the offense so that it's not so plain Jane missionary with the lights off, just kind of, I only motion to see if it's man or zone, and then I just run a play. Well, you would also have to have like guys on offense that mm, I don't know cost play. money. Yeah, it like, costs money, and and need to do some stuff. Historically, Bill Belichick has never valued his guys on offense: quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, tackle, whatever. Like so, I feel like the Patriot Patriots fans have just been served ch- plain chicken and rice for t- like twenty five years now, and now all of a sudden it's starting to taste really bad. But they're like, well, that's all I've gotten for twenty five years. I might as well continue eating it. Yeah. Instead of being like, no, we can throw some paprika in this stuff, a little salt, a little pepper. Like bam, bam, bam. Yeah, you can you can add some things to it. Make it taste a little bit better. And we can and we can enjoy this a little bit more. We don't have to settle for mediocrity just because this guy brought us six Super Bowls before. That I I, I appreciate that. I'll never be able to thank him enough. And I still think he's a really damn good football coach. You look at his defensive game plans this year. Overall, they've been good. But the issue is, is everything else around that. The offensive side of the ball stinks. The personnel stinks. Your drafting stinks. You're, like it's The coaching ha- hasn't been great. You've gotten a crap load of penalties. Like, it's just, there's, there's things that need to be changed. And I'm okay with Belichick staying at the head of that. But he needs to take the initiative to change those other things. I, I can't get – that's all well and good, Shine, but I'm past the point of expecting that Bill Belichick is going to go, oh, you know what, uh, I've got a high draft pick. I'm not going to draft a linebacker. I'm, I'm going to draft for a position of need. I am going to take – the best available talent. I'm not going to trade. I'm not going to, you know, try and get more draft capital in the fourth and fifth rounds, which is where we're going to build our entire offensive line from. Like, I'm past it. I'm done. I want to. I want to get off the ride. I'm, I'm sick. <laughs> I'm, I'm not having fun. I'm anymore. not having. I want to get off. fun anymore, and I want to go home and, and take a nap. But I can't because Robert Kraft has decided that we're. This is going to continue for two more years and. You go from, well, our drafting hasn't been good, but I expect us to win. I don't care about the Shula record. We don't all we care about is winning here. It's not about the individual to, well, you know, our division's really tough. And it is. I'm not saying that it's not. Of course it's a tough division, but you can still rise to the level of your competition instead of going, well, I don't want to pay Jacoby Myers, and I do go on to pay Devontae Parker. He's shown us nothing, and we're going to bring in Juju, who has never won a damn thing for this city, but we're going to bring him in and pay him money that Jacoby Myers could have had. Like, that's the kind of, 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 of short-sighted thinking that has, it's just one move after the other, after the other, after the other, that has led the Patriots to where they are right now. And if you want to go with your chicken and rice analogy, so we've been getting unseasoned chicken and jasmine rice for six weeks now, And that Buffalo Bills game was a little pinch of salt. 
Yep. A little pinch exactly. of salt, and you're like, oh, my God. Salt. More salt. More salt. More salt. And it's going to, I'm telling you, it's going to ruin the meal, and it's going to not end up working out. Where, it's, But unless they beat them, here we go again, Patriots fans, unless they beat the Dolphins this week. If they beat the Dolphins this week, we're right back in it. I will we're right back worse. in it, baby. I will feel worse. I have committed <laughs> to the idea of something exciting and new and not the same crap that we've been seeing the last three years. And again, nothing against Mac Jones. I like the kid. I would love to see him in a better opportunity, in a better situation with a coach that cares about him and his ability to play football. I don't think he's ever going to get that here. Yeah, the Patriots find themselves in a weird spot here. We're going to continue to talk about Pats. I want to get Ryan's thoughts on the Celtics' home opening win last night, and uh, we'll give you our picks for the Pats game coming up next year on the WEEI Producer Show. WEEI. We are right back to the WEEI Producers Show. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. It's been an adjustment period. Uh, at some point, you know, everybody's going to have to sacrifice. You know, essentially, we probably got six starters. Between, I guess, those six guys, any given night, you know, somebody might come off the bench, somebody might not finish. And it's on all of us to understand that whoever's night it is is for the better of the team. We really have to buy into that. It's not easy, you know, sacrificing. But, you know, at some point, we all have to do it. You know, everybody has to have that team-first mindset, you know, to accomplish what we're trying to do. That was Jason Tatum uh, after last night's Celtics home opener win, 119-111 over the Heat. This is the WEI Producer Show right here on Boston Sports Original WEI. Shime and Garvin with you here in the final segment of the show. Ryan! Yeah, bud. Your Celtics mm-hmm. got another win. They beat the Heat last night. It was a, a bit of a bumpy beginning of the game, but a good end. Derek White, 28 points. Jalen Brown had 27. Much happier about that, I bet, than game one uh, for JB. How did you feel the Celtics looked last night? Well, first, uh, Thursday was a a difficult night uh, for me personally. Uh, I had a lot of difficulty sleeping, Shime. Oh, really? Because I knew as I was laying in bed Uh that Jimmy Butler... In the Miami Heat were in town, <laughs> and that frightened me. It did. Did I was it scare very you? Scared. I did not nervous? sleep well. I mean, the Miami Heat are—they're they're terrifying. <laughs> they really. I, I I I'm amazed that the, the, there were so many brave souls in the Garden that were willing to go see these monsters of basketball. I'm not going to get into the Miami Heat shtick. It's only game two. I'll have plenty of time to goof on them. Uh, you know, great move. Damian Lillard not going there. I think he'll be just fine in Milwaukee. Um, I pulled that, and that was actually, that was Jason Tatum before the season started. And and that was something that really stuck out to me. One, because of where it's coming from. And two, because I also heard Joe Mazzula preaching a very similar sentiment about, we all need to sacrifice in order to get to where we need to go. And boy, that sounds nice on paper. All of us, you know, plugging together, and you'll get yours some night. And, you know, Jalen, I know you had an off night, night one, but night two, that ball's going to come to you, and and you, you just be ready to shoot big dog because you're going to get your opportunities. You're still a value, and, you know, you're a leader, and you're a leader, and I'm a starter, and you're a starter, and it's all well and good if they can continue that mindset of selfless basketball. I've been really happy with what I've seen the last two games. In fact... I think what we're seeing right now is not 
going to be what we're seeing. I think this team still has many, many levels to go. Um I mean, they're working. Yeah, bad job on me. Uh, They're working through a lot of things right now. Like they're just they're still trying to get used to playing. Like this is a brand new starting five, right? Mm. Like it's it's not gonna be uh, you know guns blazing right out the gate. They're gonna have to take some time to kind of get used to some things. But they're all so talented that it's you're still gonna get wins regardless. This team is going to rack up. A crap load of wins yet uh, this this season. I took them at the very high end. Of, I think the highest I could have taken on any sports book was was over sixty seven wins. I'm like that is way too obtainable for this group. So the idea, and I agree with what you're saying. They are incredibly talented. They have a lot of star power. Um, you know, and they also have a lot of like really really good players that are could be starting caliber on any team. You know, behold Derek White's night last night, and Derek White just continues to find ways of not being overly flashy, but getting the job oh, done. And he played really well. I was very encouraged that Jalen Brown came back and bounced back and had a monster second half uh, of that game after really a forgettable night uh, in New York. So the idea that everybody is willing to sacrifice is all well and good, is as long as they are willing to check themselves and not let one person go. And you know, I was hoping on that. Like, you didn't see me there in the corner. Like, I'm, I'm trying to get shots too. No, no, no. Like, again, we're all pushing for a championship. Like, that should be the ultimate goal. And I was really like brutal when it came to Joe Missoula last year. I, I will be the first to admit, I ripped that guy. I had no time for his candor. I had no time for his philosophies. I had no. Uh, wants to understand how he approached a basketball game and how she, he should coach his guys. And then I sat down and I listened to basically the entirety of his podcast uh, that he did with J.J. Redick, uh, the old man in the three before the season came out. Yep. And it really was very eye-opening as, as far as how Joe Missoula works. And the real Joe Missoula, and this will sound really odd, but uh, you know, take it from where it's coming from, me, hello, Um when you look at him talk this year, he's not the same guy as he was last year. And I can see it in his eyes. He's connecting with people. He didn't want to connect with people last year. And I think that is going to go a long way towards the success of this team, is not having this weird duality of a super talented basketball team that should be going to the finals and win a championship with this standoffish, you know, disciplined, but doesn't really have the tools to to uh, get his message out there, the understanding of a philosophy that he's trying to teach in their head coach. And when you listen to him talk about how things went last year, I have a better understanding of why he acted the way he did, and which was something that really, really pissed me off. I had no patience for his crap last year. And there was this, you know... He didn't want to be vulnerable. He didn't want to connect with people. He didn't want to connect with the Celtics media. And out of literally every media in this city, the Celtics media is the easiest one. Wants you it's not to even be close. successful. They are on your side, yeah. which is why they're all delusional. The, it's great. Standoff nonsense with Abby Chin. The standoff nonsense with everybody that worked at NBC Sports Boston. It, it just got so old. So now, when you listen to him talk and you listen to him identify the things that he needs to be better at. And you see him talk now, like, again, it sounds weird to say, but watch his eyes now. He's not staring at people anymore. He's not looking through people that are asking questions. He's not 
freezing people out and having this canned answer of, I'm going to say this, I'm not going to budge on it. He really genuinely looks like he's connecting with the people that he's talking to. He's willing to embrace being the head coach of the Boston Celtics, and that was something that he admitted he was not ready to do. He was not ready to be vulnerable. And on a level, I can understand that, where you just want to show up, you just want to work and do a good job and not deal with the minutia of trying to you know, be this big personality. But when you're with the Boston Celtics, a lot of people are interested in who you are. And he admits that took a lot of getting used to. So when you combine this new team with, by the way, like one of the best bigs I think this team has had in a long oh, time. Porzingis is awesome. It's, Porzingis. It's, God. it's so incredible when you're going from, okay, Tatum to Smart to Jalen, where Smart's that middle guy and he's going to jack up the shot versus Porzingis now taking that shot. It, it changes things so much. The energy, too, is different. And, I, and Wick said it on our show this week. He's like, just the energy in the practice facility in the building, it's it's different. It's just there's there's a lot more of it. Like you can, It's palpable. And I think a lot of that starts with the new demeanor, and I hope it all maintains and, and sees its way through of your head coach in this basketball team. And it's a long way of me of saying, uh, to, for me to say, I should say, that I'm root. Obviously, I'm rooting for the Celtics, of course. But I'm rooting for Joe Mazzulla this year. Ooh, and look I, at you go. I definitely did not have these feelings last year, but after listening to him talk and be honest and act like a human being, it was refreshing. And I hope to see more of this guy come through. And it will really be like a great comeback story from a guy that I was ready to fire like 10 games into the season <laughs> last year. There was no way it was going to work, but I think it can work this year. Well, the Celtics will be in D.C. to take on the Wizards on Monday night. Tonight, though, we got the Bruins taking on the Red Wings at the Garden. Uh, Ryan, you like the Bruins tonight? Sure Probably do. Jeremy Swayman in net. Why not? I love the Winning Bruins. all the other games. Bruins, the under, David Pasternak to score. That's Ooh, my play tonight. Like uh, and then we got the Patriots at the Miami Dolphins tomorrow. Patriots currently nine and a half point dogs. You're going to take the points or you're going to ride with Miami there? No, I would take Miami there. I mean, it, it, the Patriots have been covering a lot of these games, I think. Uh, not the Raiders game, but I know nope. they, they covered that Bills game, obviously. Uh, no, I think the, the air comes out of the balloon again. I think we're going to be right back to where we were two weeks ago. <laughs> and that'll do it for the WEI producer show. Stay locked right here for Ken and Curtis up next. Also, uh, if you're going to be heading down to Brockton, I will be there. We are going to be having the uh, tailgate for Wiggy and the Brockton High School football team starting at around 1030 up until game time at noon. So if you're there, come say hi. And uh, Garvin and Shine will talk to you next Saturday. See ya. See ya. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.